and welcome to Blaze Bodies Saturday, the 30th of April. My name's Ben. On the line, it's Andrew. How are you doing, mate? Very good, mate. How are you? I'll say very good. Could have been better today, could I? But... <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm still very good, thank you. Yeah, yes. just uh, yeah. after it's, last night. It's weird. I've seen people obviously on social media. I've been at work today, but I like checking up on social media. Everyone's really seemed like... Oh no, you know what I mean? But if it had happened the other way around, you no know, Middlesbrough won last night and we'd have done that against QPR today, everyone's thinking differently. So it's in our hands. It is in our hands. Uh, quick apology to start for um, anyone who doesn't follow me on Twitter but listens to this and doesn't is wondering where the hell the podcast has been. Uh, life got in the way last week. It's probably the, life the simplest is- way of putting it. Yeah, life is a terrible thing. It should be stamped out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I, um, I just had some stuff to deal with, work and uh, and family. I suppose that I had to take precedent, as uh, as obviously it should do. And uh, yeah, I was. I, <laughs> I think we were down to record on Wednesday last week, and then yeah. about twenty minutes before, I was like. I can't even remember who we played on Saturday and yeah. so, took the decision that um, maybe it would be better if we just postponed and did it. You after could have just done a, a Garth Crooks or a Danny Mills and <laughs> just winged it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But we're back. We have so much to talk about. We're trying to going to try and cram this into not a uh, extensive period of time. But I'm energised, mate. There's, there's loads to talk about. I yes. am, I am jacked to quote uh, Ryan Gosling's character in The Big Short. Bit of a deep cut there. Um, yeah, the great. Uh, it's been a great week for the Blades. The last time we recorded, I was. Um, I think we were both a little down in the dumps. It was after the Bristol City yeah. game. We'd drawn that game. Three games left. We're going. We probably need to win our last three games if we're going to get in the playoffs. Was where we were mm. at on that one. Two out of two. What more can you ask for? And uh, I, I said uh, when Eckingbottom came in, if he can just get us to. Within with a shout of something to play for in the last few games, I'll be happy, so I can't complain, because we're going into the last game of the season. Obviously, we'll come on to the permutation and everything that could happen, but we're going into the last game of the season knowing that if we win, we're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, let's feel uh, feel free to jump from topic to topic here. I, I don't want to I don't want to restrict ourselves chronologically, largely because there's things on here I can't totally remember what order they happened in in the last yeah. eight days or so, but... I do want. I want to lead with QPR. I think that obviously yeah. the most recent game, the the biggest talking points. I suppose the yeah the thing that has kind of catapulted us right back into playoff contention. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Not that it was out of our hands before that kicked off, obviously. But well, I think what you're saying, I think like before the game, everywhere I was reading on Twitter, S2 form, everything were just like, don't fancy this. Obviously, obviously the rumours were sharp, which we knew. Me and you, obviously, we talked about privately about, oh, it looks like he's going to be out and stuff. And then everyone was sort of, oh, I just can't, you know, this, I just can't see us winning, can't see us getting the three. And then, yeah, so it were really sort of, I think people were quite down, not downs, negative. But sort of understandably so with everything else that have gone against us this season and our away form. Yeah, away form's not been great recently, has it? Last win was what, Peterborough? I think it was Peterborough. We've scored two in the last six before um before yesterday's game away from home. <laughs> yeah, it's not great, is it? Yeah. Um Yeah, we'll uh, maybe yeah, we'll mention mention Sharp's injury shortly. Um but yeah, just Big picture QPR. Uh, I, I thought we, uh, I thought we'd probably draw last night. To be honest, just I, I just yeah. wanted like a one-all draw or something like that. Um, yeah. Didn't think we would be able to score more than one goal. And as soon as QPR oh. went ahead, I thought we were in real trouble because then I thought one-all was probably the the best case scenario for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it was you know full time and and that second half particularly. I, I think it was like the inverse of the Reading game in terms of my mm. feelings towards this iteration of Sheffield United because as we've discussed on on here and uh, in person plenty of times that Reading game just sort of evaporated any faith that this team was actually quite good you know I think I think, yeah, I yeah. think you said it last night you were like after that Reading game you sort of like yeah we're a bit crap really aren't we <laughs> you know? yeah yeah Whereas... well, this, the, the Reading game sucked it out of me because I thought this if that team can perform like that we can lose to anyone. Reading are a bad side. I don't think they've won since, actually. No, uh, which is not because so. they bought Lua final day of the season. But um, I don't think they've won since they, they beat us. And it was such a poor display. And to throw it away. 
I mean, that point now looks, we'd be in the playoffs, basically, if we'd have kept that point. Do but that. I don't want to go that. into all that sort of stuff because there's, <laughs> there's other things as well. I saw someone today, oh, where's a slip? If, if he hadn't slipped in that Middlesbrough game. Oh, but, do not. Right, whoever that is, no, if you're but, listening, do not yeah. do that. But at the, at the same time, I, I could, you could also argue that our late goal last night and the late goal from Stoke today could be pivotal. You can, mm. There's loads of things you can you can go into. But I think after that Reading game, I was like, this team's just not got it in them at all to to get over the line. We're so sure up front. We're, we, I don't know if we rushed Sharp back or whatever, mm. but Sharp came back and you're getting a little bit more optimism after the Cardiff game. But we weren't great against Cardiff. And that, that second half performance pretty much came out of nowhere, I thought, yes, last night. Yeah, and that second half performance is that just brought the faith all flooding back yeah. for me. I mean, yeah. QPR they're on a they're on a bad run. Obviously, they're down to twelfth in the league, but they're still twelfth in the league. You know, that's not they're not a total yeah. muck of a team. And I think they could they could have made the playoffs if they'd beaten us, you know, by a certain yeah. margin last night, couldn't they? So the yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, I mean, over. I think the six points off the playoffs now. We all know what's happened. They're all obviously. I'm not going to say, oh, we beat a fantastic side. They, I thought they were really poor, QPR. Mm. Really, really. I think even in the first half where we weren't great, I thought they were even worse. Uh, I think they look all over the place at the moment, obviously new manic. But obviously another thing with the with Warburton leaving, I, I was confused how that was going to work. So I was thinking, is that going to be good or bad? You know what I mean? Are they going to mm. like try to go out on a high from him? But I always think the last home game of a season for any club, and it's a bit of a cliche, but you want to win in front of your own fans. We've had many seasons where we've had nothing to play for and won the last home game and it's been quite a good atmosphere and stuff. And mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't think... I'm not going to dress QPR up as being one of the best sides or anything because I, I don't think they are. But I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that we could have won 7-2. It was almost astonishing that we didn't, to be honest, that it like yeah. took us so long to score. Um, yeah, I, there's sort of two... There's two parts to that, I suppose. One is the actual sort of... Uh, objectively how well we played if you like you know how good we were at football during this game but the other thing is the uh the faith part for me of like yeah. I'm just so impressed with that second half I have seen mm. United blow that game so many times yeah, yeah, in yeah. the last 20 years you know the the game against the team with relatively less to play for particularly away yeah. from home and we go a goal down with their I think literally their first shot right they like first time yeah, in penalty they- area the thing is, and I was exactly the same as you, I would think, I, I actually did think we'd draw, even at half-time, because I thought QPR were that bad, or playing that bad. And I thought, we'll probably get a point, but no way did I see like three goals or that sort of domination. I thought, we'll probably have all the ball in the second half and something will come off. I didn't expect us to, to absolutely batter them in, in the way that we did. Um, and it, it does bring that faith back, because although it is only one game, the biggest thing, the biggest problem we've had all season, or certainly in the latter half, is scoring goals. And yesterday, those three up front, Berger, Gibbs, White, Ann and Die, massive sort of, I don't know, real like enthusiasm, I think, going forward with those three up front against anybody. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome in that second half. Like, I'm so I'm so impressed with the like attitude of the players and the the fortitude, mm. if you like, to turn that round. But yeah, the actual it wasn't like you know we just we just sort of had two perfect moves and scored two perfect goals no. and, and no. you know. They're sort of like, oh, just a great away win. You know, we turned it around. We took took the big moments. Yeah. If anything, as you said, we should have scored many more goals. And yeah, and it was I, I, t- it's bizarre when I look when we actually equalised because it seemed there were only about ten minutes left because we'd had that <laughs> many chances. You're thinking yeah. this is not going to happen. We were actually only the first ten minutes of the half. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we won a like a throw after about ten seconds of the second half, and that went into yeah. the box and was like. Punched away by the keeper. Yeah, Gibbs White yeah. had one kicked off the line. The line, yeah. I think I think it was either Robinson or Gibbs White that hit the post with a flick. I think it was Gibbs White when it had that Gibbs header. Gibbs White the header, yeah. And a great, two great saves from their goalkeeper, their, their young man in the net. <laughs> they're very young man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's probably child. not actually that young, is he? <laughs> How old is he? I can't remember his first name now. What's he his name? Some, eight, some, to be honest. But, some yeah. of the honey, which uh, I believe is actually pronounced Marnie or Marnie. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the, the set pieces were huge for us. We've, we've been awful at them, obviously, but at the same time, I mean, they defended terribly every set piece, but uh, you know it was fantastic to have that weapon. And, and obviously, Jackie Longthrow, that is the most effective we've seen him with his throws. Why aren't we doing it more? I don't know. <laughs> we've said I don't, this you know already. what? It went to one-one. I said, "Well, I watched the game with you yesterday." 
when it went to one one and we got a throw on the other side and we were both saying get Jackie Robinson, and then Osborne took it. It was like no, we can't be settling for a point. Uh, we cannot be settling for a point here. I know I'm nit I'm nitpicking in the extreme here because we were brilliant in that second half, but. If we found, so this is the first time this is we're going down a little wormhole here of like really minor minor thing, but this, I reckon this is the first time unless it was like the last minute that we've let Robinson take long throw-ins from the right hand side, like mm-hmm. just during the game normal situation. Yeah, obviously we're doing it one nil down, and then yeah, as soon as we equalise, just stop doing. It. It's like well, what? Like yeah. just keep doing it. They can't defend basically anything that's pumped into the box. They were basically us against West Brom in the third game of the season or whatever it was. Very, very good comparison, yeah. I think like so they just could not handle... I mean, we're obviously not a physical side at all. I imagine that... We were winning that many errors. I presume that the QPR fans who haven't seen it before probably think, well, we're just a big physical team. I saw some Mardi QPR fans today on Twitter. I'd hate to watch that every week and all this. We're one of the smallest sides in the league and we're still winning every single header and creating chances. Yeah, I mean, John Egan had six shots in this game. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. saw earlier we've only had one player have more shots than that in any game this season, and that was Brewster, <laughs> who does shoot a lot. He um, does, yeah. yeah. It's just such a shame that Egan's heading <laughs> so damn pathetic. I know I'm just repeating myself, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like, how does he not get it on target? But at least he did um, He did have a hand in the equaliser, or a head in the equaliser, I should say, yeah. where he decided not to try and head it on target and just heads it back across instead. And uh, yeah, Illumin and Jai is there, and got to talk about him a little Gold bit. Poacher extraordinaire. <laughs> so that's three and three, right? Uh, oh, sorry, three and four because he scored four. against Reading, Cardiff, and now here. Um, all pretty good poacher finishes, I think. Dare I say, Billy Sharp esque finishes? Do we need to stop He's calling really Billyman and Die? You cannot ask for more than his givers. I don't think he, he's not an out-and-out striker. There are bits he struggles with um, in terms of well, the fact he's not a striker. He obviously drops deep and comes into it, and he's not, you know, Johnny on the spot if you like. But he has been that. He's got the most important goals in mm. in the three. Obviously, we threw it away against Reading, but he's got an important equaliser, um, an important winner against Cardiff, and another important equaliser. He's not scoring the third goal in a three 0 route or anything like that. And he's doing what every, none of the other strikers have done this season, barring Sharp and Brewster for a little bit. We've had McBurney up front for something like, I don't know how many games, he started 10, so 8, something like that. And he's got not, nowhere near being as dangerous as NJI's looks in these four games. Yeah, and then there's everything else with NJI, isn't there? I mean, his, his yeah. hold-up play is so good. like Really strong. Considering he's quite slight, and mm. yeah, he's, he's, I know he's, what is he, 20? And I love it. I, the, the thing I said to you, obviously, when we got rumours about Sharp being unfair, I said there's only Brewster that I'd want to play up front above Sharp if Sharp were injured, should I say. If you look at all the people who've got injured, there's McBurney, McGoldrick, and obviously we've got Moose and Burke out on loan. I'd have Jai above them four. And mm. Ant's on a par with Brewster, I'd say. Yeah, and I think... Uh, I guess we've seen some chat this week about, like, uh, could we could we potentially get Burke back for the playoffs, for example? Like, Because no, he's, sco- he's scoring goals. Well, for starters, we can't. He can't be registered until the next transfer window, I don't think. But also... Uh, I'd rather just give the minutes to Jebison and Asula at this point. Like we know what Burke is. Like I'd, I'd rather yeah, yeah, give yeah, those yeah. guys the opportunity. But yeah, also I'd just certainly... forget, Can I just anyone who's saying it were a mistake to get rid of Musa? Can I just inform them that he's injured? So all the only difference would be that he'd be sat on our treatment table instead of one in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, and I'd rather have Njai above all of those because I, I think exactly, he yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, I will Shops just say... Shop's a massive miss. There's no getting away Shop's. The, the, the biggest worry in terms of Njai is the fact he can't last 90 minutes. Yeah. And the only other sort of option we've currently got is an 18-year-old kid who's never played professional football before this season. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I I will just say uh, with, with Njai, like, we have to get him properly conditioned over the summer. That has to be yes. the absolute yep. priority because he has to be... I mean, we're not going to have Gibbs White next season. It's going to be really difficult to get a player as good as Gibbs White. Yeah. So he will probably... Well, we'll need him to have a bigger role next season and play... He's going to play the Gibbs White role, I think, next season. I think his first... You know, he's going to be one of the first names on the team sheet because we're not going to get anyone on loan as good as Gibbs White. We're probably not going to get anyone on loan as good as NGI, to be honest. So we're mm. going to have a striker up from... And I imagine... Because uh, Berger will probably go as well, to be fair. You know, he'll probably mm. get some, some decent bids in because obviously his form's... Been a massive uptick. So I imagine it'll be Njai and someone else behind Sharp or Brewster. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think he's he's just really stepped up to the plate. And yeah, he scored 
three. Re- I mean, it's not his fault, obviously, that we concede immediately after against Reading. He, no. he has, as you said, scored three really important goals there. And the way he links with Gibbs White is, I, I love watching it. I know, yeah. I get that it can be frustrating when, you know, the one guy dummies it, the other one does a little flick, and then someone else runs onto it. But, I, yeah, that's that's what I want to see at football. I'm I can't, really I can't disappointed. lie. I think Eckenbottom's got loads right since he's come in. I'd love to have seen those two more. I mean, the only way you could really get away with it is by dropping Berger or dropping Sharp, I suppose. So I, I get why he's not played as much. And I know his form dipped a bit, but I'd love to have seen those two more because, as you say, it's just fantastic to watch when it comes off. Yeah. And he has, uh, I think you, you mentioned this earlier, he's, he's done more than all of our strikers apart from Sharp. Um, mm-hmm. And I think probably, yeah, I think he's had a bigger contribution than Brewster, right? He's, I mean, he must yeah. have scored more Brewster's goals. Brewster's had a good month. I think Brewster's yeah. had about a month and a half where he, he were good. And I'm not knocking him. I, I, I'm confident he'll come back and, and be decent for us but yeah I think Njai he's, he had a, a, a rough spell in the middle where he sort of went off the boil and obviously got dropped and stuff and then when we've needed him we can't you know even if he only fin- even if that's his tally for the season and we miss out on the playoffs it's not his fault Yeah, he's come in when Billy Sharp's being injured and McBurney's being injured and everyone's being injured and he's got three and four so yeah and uh, I love watching him I'm a huge fan of him as a player uh, and it's very gratifying to see him Doing the business for us. Uh, another player who has unquestionably done the business for us in the last maybe three or four months, Jack Robinson, with another massive header. Is uh, absolutely phenomenal header. So I mean, I think you sent this to me earlier. I think uh, in good Nick says this is his favourite mm. headed goal. I think which his favourite headed goal of all time. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, what are you on about me? Then I think, well, to be honest, he's a brilliant header. It's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I, I imagine if you're in the away end. Say again, sorry. Alan Shearer esque. Yeah. I definitely have like uh you know, O'Connell's coming in above it, um for for my favourite header. But it yeah, it was a yeah. really, really great header. Um and he, he almost scored earlier with uh also from a from a free kick where uh Monique makes a great save. I thought that was gonna be two one and I was yeah. Yeah. Doing my nut at that point because it's just like, how is this? Yeah, as he said at the time, how is this child keeping us out? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was fantastic all game, Robinson. weren't just the goal. I, I thought is everything like in terms of just the de- basic defending was spot on. Yeah, uh, one weird moment that uh, did anger me right at the end. We're only winning two one at this point. I think just decides mm. to do like a, a wrestling move on. Um, I think it was Sanderson on the right hand flank and gave QPR a free kick. Yeah. I've got seen loads of people say best thing of the game that and like you wouldn't be saying that if he'd have got sent off and then they'd have scored off the, off the free kick. So <laughs> he was excellent last night. He's got a great goal, massive goal. This was really stupid, and I don't want him to do it again. Don't give them a free kick with when they've done like. I mean, at that point they've been in our box twice basically in the entire yeah. game, and they scored one and hit the bar with the other, which is just a you know just a nothing kind of flick I can't towards he hit the goal. Bar, by the way, straight after we've gone two one up. I mean, obviously I was with you, but you know that. I was like, how? They've got, was, they've got two shots, one's at the bar and one's gone in. <laughs> it angered me. It almost angered me more than if it had gone in, to be honest. It's just like, what are you doing? We've we've destroyed these for an hour and yeah. you've suddenly just sort of like folded a little bit. So uh, I'll, I'll come back to Robinson in a sec, but just while I'm talking attitude again, I, I love that we went for the third goal mm-hmm. in, on that counter-attack and didn't just yeah. take it to the corner. Because there, there was a, an improbable eight minutes of stoppage time, which again was just like, where the hell has that come from? I mean... Yeah. Eight minutes. Like, what? What you t- remind me of that uh, Phoenix? That eight grand. I was like, everyone's going <laughs> eight minutes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, on the like subject of um, uh, the going for the, the the final goal, we obviously slagged Hecking Bottom off for bringing. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah, against Bristol, so he's not going to score. He's not going to. And then obviously brought him on for a minute. One touch goal. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having this. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolute nonsense, but um, yeah, I really, uh, I really appreciate that we we went for the extra goal there because I, and it's yeah, really important now in hindsight good. as well after yep. today's goals. I was I was concerned with the attitude after at the end of the Bristol City game, as I said on here, um, and that's much more what I want to see. Kill the game. We're the better team. We have the better players. We've I think it was like four on two, four on three, something like that. And uh, yeah, just two two moments of class from Berger and and Hurahan, who just it was, yeah it was his first touch when it had just come on. Yeah, uh, Berger, brilliant, brilliant cross, brilliant finish. Yeah, Berger spots him on the far side, and yes, yeah, it is a fantastic controlled finish that just flicks in off the goalkeeper's the top of his head. <laughs> just yeah, really, trying to yeah. save it with his head. Yeah, 
Yeah, <laughs> great. Uh, just a lovely move, a great goal. It's his first goal for his first goal for like a must be over a year, I think, since he yeah, scored. Yeah, no, I'm Swansea. pretty sure he scored quite a few, certainly for Barnsley. Mm. So for when he was at Swansea, la- he was he was on loan last season, right? At Swansea, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I no, think he, yeah, he like had a burst right at the start where he had like three goals and five assists, and then just didn't mm. do anything for the rest of the season. And obviously. Yeah. He's not really contributed uh, directly to goals for us since he's joined. But, yeah, this was a, a lovely moment. Um, I imagine it was excellent in that away end, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it looked look, absolutely phenomenal, the away end. We've had did. a couple of, we obviously, we've been to him as well. Like we've had a couple of really, really bad away days in terms of atmosphere and performance. And yeah. I suppose those things, they're the ones that make it worthwhile. I wish I, would, I couldn't go because I was working. You know, obviously, you were busy as well. I'd have loved to have gone in that, to be honest. It looked fantastic. Yeah, and let's hope that's not our last away game of the season, as uh, we'll get on to. But um, yeah, just to come back to Jack Robinson. I mean, we talked about this last night. The the redemption arc of his season is it went very far down, and now it's probably come all the way back up. I'd say, yeah. like yeah, I, yeah. It, for me, it balances out. I, I get the you know I see some people getting they're very high on Jack Robinson. I'm I'm not very high on him, but he has done a lot better. He he has played a lot better than I thought was I his ability. I give him a contract. Yeah, you would. I'm I'm still 50-50 on that. I think he's going to be on fairly low wages, and I think he's just he's been so solid under Eckingbottom. Is for me, he's moved into like he's a useful player to have, and as I said, he's Mm. played he's played better than I thought he was capable of playing. Mm. Um, Yeah, I just I I think he's just agree. I said to you last night that. At the beginning of this season, when he was making, he made so many mistakes at the beginning of the season. Let's not sort of yeah, forget yeah. and look, gloss over that. Almost every game he cost us a goal. At that point, I thought this guy is going to be in League One next season, and then probably League Two the season after that, because even League One were looking like a step up for him. To be completely mm. honest, but he now looks like a definitely looks like at least a mid-table Championship player. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident he will be playing for someone in the Championship next he will season. Be. Now, yeah. like after the yeah. last. The last, um, yeah, I would say like the last three or four months, to be honest. Like, you know, he, he came into the team at, uh, excuse me, Fulham away, didn't he? And had a really mm. good game then, there, but then yeah. wobbled a little bit in the uh, ensuing couple of games. But then, I mean, yeah, I, I would play him above Ben Davies at the moment because um, I think he's just been really solid defensively. And the long throw in could be a weapon for us. I, you know, it seems reductive, but if we're. If we're without all our strikers, we need every opportunity that we can to get the ball into the box to get our get central defenders you, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly uh, that. Yeah, Egan bashing, whatever, just causing havoc because we don't have any strikers. So yeah, and that was the tactic last night, and it worked to a T. I mean, I, just a small caveat: QPR are one of the worst teams at defending set pieces. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we saw time. it. We saw it last night, but that wasn't like. It wasn't like we cracked set pieces last night or anything. It wasn't no, like, no. oh, here we go. We've, we've been saving all these all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just happen to be playing a team that have uh, been statistically poor at defending them all season. Well, None of those teams are going to be in the playoffs, by the way, that are bad no. at defending set pieces. So we've scored three. The three of our three of our four goals in QPR this season have been from a set piece, which is damning on QPR considering how bad our set pieces have been. And there could be, there could have been a couple more, couldn't there? Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah. much every corner and free kick and throw in. Um, I think I sent you this as well, but we, you say our set pieces have been bad. Um, mm. I've been tracking this for a while, and they're now no longer bad. They are bang average, as people like to say. We have the thirteenth best uh, xG from set pieces in the whole championship now, so right around mid table. We're obviously. I reckon if we go back maybe two months, three months, we were more like bottom three for set piece XG. So it's really crept up in in yeah. those like last what twelve, fifteen games that we've played since um, since like the end of January. Um, and yeah, that's that was all I was crying out for. Then was like, can we just be average at set pieces? Like you know, yeah. just be just be as good as most of the teams at set pieces. So it's. You know, it's not just a total waste of time if you win a free kick. It gets a lot of stick nord uh, free set pieces, and Hurahan's put some good ones in as well. I, I think I think Norwood's set pieces have been pretty average. I don't think they've been terrible. It's just that we have Hexagon Head Egan. Crichton. <laughs> uh, yeah, just sort of, yeah, Crichton coming forward. And Bashing was never. I don't. I, has he ever scored a header like from a set piece? I can't remember what. I'm sure he must have, but we're not. Question. We haven't got central defenders like Aidan Flint. <laughs> no. No, we haven't. That's a great question on Basham. Uh, 
a set piece scored, header. Yeah, I've seen so him score a couple of headers. I remember yeah. late in Orient six 0 Ipswich one 0 He scored the winner in that, mm-hmm. but not off a set piece as I can remember. Swindon in the playoffs, we was. Uh, oh, like I tell you what, he did score off a set piece. That amazing set piece against uh, Scunthorpe away. Oh yeah, the, the score, but obviously was. that's a different sort of set piece. Yeah, not, and he definitely didn't score that with his head. So no. Uh, yeah, anyone listen to this, if you can think of a uh, Basham header set-piece goal, hit us up. Um, yeah, just uh, so impressed with the way we turned that game around. Uh, you know, QPR did have a little bit to play for. This, they've got the last home game, the last home game with Warburton as manager. Strange situation, that seems to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there was... I I didn't think we could turn it around in the at yeah, halftime. I I didn't see us scoring two goals. I certainly didn't score, see us scoring three. No. And, uh, yeah. If anything, it should have probably been more. To be honest, so great job by United. Uh, and I was yeah properly buzzing after that. And then, mm. as you say, results not quite gone our way today. I don't think. Or could they've gone worse? Blackburn, I thought, right? I always thought Middlesbrough were going to win. I was just mm. hoping they'd win no more than two 0 because even three one is better than two 0 for them. Because yeah, obviously you know, going to the goal so scored and stuff. I were hoping like the the sort of best worst case scenario, if that makes sense, to be two 0 to Middlesbrough. I didn't. Th- I thought they beat Stoke a terrible away. They've only won seven games away from home. Obviously nothing to play. I know they've been in good form, but I don't think they've played anyone phenomenal. Mm. Um, I did think Bournemouth would beat Blackburn. So I think Blackburn. I know they hammered Preston, but a bit of a flu one off game. I think that one. Um, so I did expect that. So they're only really Middlesbrough score that were proper keeping track of. And when they went three and a lot, I was like, this is terrible because we are going to have to win because. And I think I'm right in saying, so I'm looking at the Mills performance before we started, that they had a fantastic chance to make it 4-0 about five seconds before Stoke went up the other end and scored. So it could have been really sort of even worse. So that 3-1 is far better than it were looking uh, for mm. the majority of the game because I think they went 3-0 up after like 70 minutes or something. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk permutations now. We can get your calculator out. <laughs> yeah, Live maths on PlaySpot. <laughs> we can we can get back to the QPR game for uh, well, there's a few other players that we can I want to mention anyway. Yeah. Um, but seeing as we're on this subject, so as it stands, we are six. We're two points ahead of Middlesbrough. We have a goal difference that is two better, and we have uh, goals scored is one better. So that's your that's your order of tiebreaker, isn't it? It goes goal yeah. difference, goal scored, and then it's the head to head of the two teams, which we have the tiebreaker on because. That yeah. is settled on aggregate. So that 4-1 win is yeah. actually a really big deal. Or it could be yeah. a really big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd Middlesbrough... Love to get in, but I won't because it'd be horrible on the final day, but to get into the playoffs on that Gibbs-White back heel goal would be quite sweet. If that were the deciding it? goal. Yeah. So... What would have happened if we'd have drawn? If we'd have only won 3-1, by the way? What's the next step? Mm, I don't know. Up fight, Wilder versus Eckingbottom, bare back. <laughs> oh, good lord! Um, draw, flip a coin, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. That I only saw those three. Um, that would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fortunately, it's not going to come to that. So, yeah. situation is we're at home to Fulham, uh, who play tomorrow against Luton. Uh, just make, make a mental note to just mention Luton actually in this whole yeah. permutation mess. Um, if Fulham win, they win the league. I think if they draw as well, actually. Yeah, Wait, if they, draw, they win the league. Yeah, yeah, they could technically still be caught by Bournemouth as it stands because they've got two games to play. So, okay. in all likelihood, Fulham will be champions by that point and have nothing to play for. Middlesbrough at Preston. Uh, so, they're away, but they also have nothing to play for, Preston. No. So, it comes down to, can we maintain a two-point gap over Middlesbrough? I think it's fairly likely that they win their last game, which means we will need to draw our last game against Fulham. And we'd as both long. be... Say again, sorry? As long as. <laughs> so, as we'd both as, be on as, 73 as points. Middlesbrough, yeah, Middlesbrough don't win by three goals. Yeah. So, it's, it is in our hands... We probably need... I, th- well, I mean, we need to match Middlesbrough's result, really, don't we? I think well, also about Preston, that. by the way, and I looked at this before we started, they've actually only lost four games at home this season. I know one of them came in that awful defeat against Blackburn. But that was quite out of the norm from at home. They beat some good sides at home as well. Um, I think they are pretty strong at home. They, I mean, we've lost five at home, for instance. So, well, I, I believe uh, Middlesbrough have been quite poor away this they season. They have. At home, yeah. they've been tremendous, like almost like top... Where are they? Top top two for home form. Yeah. Looking now, they're eleventh best away um, 
uh, away points. They've only won six games away all season. Yeah, and they've only lost four. And this is the final day, and they've got loads to play for. So I don't think you can read that much. It's almost like a shootout in it. It's like mm-hmm. a one-off. What I will say about Preston, one of the Preston forums, they're, they're really excited because they, they, you're obviously in that role of like spoiling someone's party at your own ground. It's quite, mm. it's, it's like sort of perversely funny, yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, so they're quite looking forward to it. And I think they played really well today by all accounts. Um, that I'm a little bit worried that there's, there are a lot of people saying that they might play a few youngsters, but hopefully mm. Eckenbock gets on, in touch with the, oh, it's Ryan Lowe, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. And just say, like, come but on. But then he's, he's managing against Chris Wilder, so. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Eckingbottom should be phoning Lowe, so you know he's been calling you all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the one thing I thought um, with Middlesbrough scoring three today is that that carries them to within one goal scored of us. So, yeah, it, it's very, very close if it was to be settled on goals scored. We've scored 59, they've scored 58. Which means we can't really risk a nil-nil draw, no. I don't think. Which I the think thing is, is a good I, I thing. I think Middlesbrough will win. I think going to Preston and winning by three goals is a completely different ask. Yeah. Because that will basically take Preston giving in, I think, like they did against Blackburn by all accounts. I didn't see that game, but apparently they just didn't turn up. They weren't really that bothered. Hmm. Hopefully that's give Preston a bit of a kick up the backside. And because I know the fans were furious after that. It's obviously a bit of a local derby. Yeah. And bizarrely, Preston can actually finish above Blackburn. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. Really? Uh, only, yeah. No. They're only, they're, honestly, they're only a point off them. Is this table not updated or something? Let me have a look. I'm sure that's what they said. I'm sure that's what they said. I'm going to Nah, they're on 61. Blackburn are on 66. One I'm game got, left. You know, I've got mixed up with. Uh, West No, sorry. I've messed up. What they said is if they'd have beat Blackburn, sorry. Ah. And this, they would have finished above them, sorry. And they're all taking the mickey because oh, Blackburn was promoted in, in, in December, yeah, <laughs> you know, local <laughs> and stuff. But I know Prince, I'm not relying on Preston to win, but I think it's a massive ask for Middlesbrough to go and win by three goals, for instance. I think if we can get a one-one against Fulham, I think that'll probably be enough. Yeah, yeah, a draw should be enough. I think it's just a nil-nil probably won't be enough, and that yeah. I. I I'm not upset that that's not going to be enough. I mean, I, I will be if we draw nil nil and get knocked out of the playoffs. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. going into the game, it's like, all right, I don't want to see us set up to try and get a nil nil here. I will, we, I think we will go into the game knowing we have to score a goal, and I think that plays to our strengths a little bit yeah. because we, yeah, I, I don't think we can defend against Fulham for the entire game, um, oh. regardless of how they turn up. I suppose what sort of state they're in. It's uh, so, thing yeah. everyone's saying like, oh, Fulham's got nothing to play for they're on the beach, but they are a really, really good side. And it's weird. Fulham have had some terrible results recently mm. like, by their standards. They've lost to uh, Derby, Coventry. Yeah. They lost to Reading West earlier in the season. Uh, they drew with Barnsley. Yeah. You know, they're not on great form, Fulham. I think they are the best team in the league, no doubt about it. I don't think they're the best team at the moment, though. They've lost, lost more games than uh, Bournemouth, weirdly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they, they just normally outscored. They need one more goal to get 100 goals. They are the best side. I'm not going to say that they're not the best side, but I don't think they're the best side. The, the form's really average, like mid-table. Hmm. But so, it's the last day. Are they going to just say, I don't want to get injured for next season? Or are they going to say, oh, it's last day, let's go for it? I don't know. Yeah, we, we'll see, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, I, I I like our chances of getting something out of that game. And uh, maybe Preston will do us a favour and it's just a... A big party. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have yeah, to stress about it. Yeah, brilliant half time with pressing the three 0 We're winning two 0 or something like that. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll probably blow it, but uh, I've never sort of gone into a final game with United where we've come out <laughs> successful. To be honest, there's not that many, but you know what? We've needed to do something. Um, yeah. The only one I can think of, I didn't go. Where um, you know the last game of the uh, Steve Thompson season. Where we lost at Stockport, but Birmingham failed to beat Charlton, oh. so we got in the playoffs. So that's the only one I can think of where we sort of got in on the final day. But yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think now if I've uh, if I can if I've been to anything similar. I mean, obviously Palace away in the under Blackwell where we didn't win. We uh, didn't win South- that, yeah. Southampton away, and I think that was also under Blackwell, probably the season yeah. before actually. Um, although other results went against us anyway, but we still yeah. lost. Uh, then there's uh, obviously the, the Wigan horrible Wigan day, oh, yeah. uh, which was the last <laughs> day as well. But you know, I mean, and, and you've already mentioned Luton. They're not. I think they will be because I think Reading are poor, despite the fact they beat us. I think they've only won four games under Paul Ince out of fifteen. Mm. 
it's just oh, it annoys me that they beat us because that <laughs> would have been in. He would have just kept that point, would have been in. But uh, Luton have got Fulham away. I'm, I've got a feel. I think Fulham will win that purely based on they win that, they get the championship in front of their own fans, which I think will be a, a driver monster to win that. And then yeah. we go fifth. We'll be fifth in the final day, and Luton have got Reading at home. Um, and pressure does a lot of funny things to people, you know. So yeah. we'll see. You know, we'll see it's, what happens. It is possible that both of us today. I don't know if you saw League One. Yeah, it was like five nil or something. Five nil, yeah. They're like, all, if they'd have won, they'd have got in the playoffs. Don't MK Dons are a good side, but five nil, yeah. Yeah, bunch of idiots. So it is possible that us and uh, Middlesbrough could actually both make the playoffs then, right? Yeah. Because well, uh, look at the Middlesbrough forum, and they're, they're arguing about who they think's the easiest to catch, and you know, a lot of them say Sheffield United will get a point against Fulham, and we're not going to win three nil. Whereas Luton may only get a point against Reading at home, like out of the last two, when they can beat them on goal difference. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I, I've been on all the forums just before we started, actually, and like look, everyone's exactly the same as us. I think we're probably panicking a bit more than anyone else because we're in pole position. Yeah. I suppose Luton fans as well, whereas Middlesbrough are like, well, I've took it to the last day. That's, you know, that's all we can ask for. So, that's something. And I think yeah. Wilder will be doing the old the pressures on them, you know what I mean? Because it is, to a degree, because we're in that top six now. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but, um, yeah, I guess we're going to be... There's going to be a lot of checking of phones uh, on Saturday, I think. Get wireless um, out. <laughs> wireless out. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can. You know, it's in our hands. Hopefully, we can keep it in our hands, basically, by getting a result yeah. that makes whatever happens elsewhere completely academic. And I, I now have faith that we can do that. To be honest, we've won two out of those two. We've won our first two out of these three games where I said we probably will need to win all three. So we've done. You know, the majority of the hard work, now we just have to finish the job against a team that will have, yeah, questionable motivation yeah. to play. I think we all but... thought last night we're going to be harder than Fulham in away because of how bad we've been away from home. Mm-hmm. And the fact, it's, it probably will be a full house, the final game and stuff, and, you know, they don't really mean anything, I suppose. But what I will say a bit positive is that it's really good. And last day of the season, you know, from where we were, mm-hmm. knowing that we're playing the best side in the league, so it's going to be a good game, you'd have thought, anyway. Yep. It's not like I mean I think it would have been worse in a weird way if we were playing Reading because the expectations and the pressure there is just huge, isn't it? Because everyone's mm. expecting you to just roll out. Like, we are we looting or they'll beat Reading, and it doesn't work like that. So I think the fact we're playing a good side almost works in our favour in, in in a certain way. I don't think the fans are going to be going into the ground thinking, "Oh, we should blow these away." What's going yeah. on? They're going to know it's a difficult game. And also, if we do win it and we do get in the playoffs, we're going into the playoffs. On a roll, and we will find for certain, if we do that. Yeah, and almost certainly finish fifth, which means we'll avoid either Forest or Bournemouth. Nice. Although I want, I want Bournemouth. Like, give, give me. Yeah. I, I'd snap your hand off to play Bournemouth, to be honest. Which could happen. I, I want to move us on in a second, but um, yeah, I'm just looking now. They're uh, because Forest won five one today. I think they've. Yeah. They've yeah. essentially. Uh, well, they've overtaken Bournemouth's goal difference, and it's Forest Bournemouth next weekend. I think, isn't it? Yeah. It's midweek. Night. Sorry. So uh, yeah. yeah, they win. They win that. They will go above them on uh, on goal difference. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm even thinking of going to the pub to watch that. To be honest, <laughs> so the same night the Champions League as well. So but I'm like, I'd rather watch Forest Bournemouth. <laughs> 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 that basically is a, a playoff, like to, to see who goes up. Final, I mean, much, yeah. let's have a look. Who Forest's last game's Holloway? They'll beat them. You'd have thought they got hammered five 0 today, yeah. uh, and Bournemouth got Millwall at home and expect them to beat Millwall. So I think this is the yeah. Do or die, yeah. Excellent. All right, let's have a, a quick break, mate, and then we'll just. Uh, well, we've got I've got some other business that's happened in the mm. last week or so that we'll uh, we'll quickly tick off as well after this break. Hello, Bladespod listener. A quick break to tell you about sponsor of this podcast. It is, of course, NordVPN. I use NordVPN to encrypt my own traffic on web and mobile, meaning I never need to worry about unsecure websites or apps or public Wi-Fi connections. Great for me if I'm working on the move, which I very much enjoy doing around Sheffield and savouring all the many excellent coffee shops that will indulge my presence. Uh, NordVPN also make it very easy for me to switch my virtual location with just a single click. Gives me access to all kinds of streaming platforms that are not available in the UK, like Netflix overseas, Hulu, you name it. Maybe particularly relevant for people who like to watch games of football that may otherwise not be viewable in the UK. Now, NordVPN have a special offer for BladesPod listeners. You can get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash bladespod 
or using the code BladesPod when you sign up and you will get a 73% discount off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift as well. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The bonus gift I mentioned is a brand new feature called Threat Protection, which is anti-malware, protects your devices from malicious ads and pop-ups, phishing sites, and viruses. So head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod now and try NordVPN risk-free. Thank you for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. And we are back. And uh, yeah, this we've got other things to talk about here. We didn't really talk about the Cardiff game too much. I, a few players I want to pick out from the QPR game as well, yeah. just to give a bit of a special mention to. But um, first of all, how do you... Well, B- Billy's uh, Billy's injury, Sharp being injured. How do you feel about Heckingbottom being a, uh, a big fat liar? I don't get it. I get it. I get that he wants to keep the opposition guessing. However, I heard about this on Monday that he were injured. Do we, should we should we dob in the source? No, let's not do that. I, no, let's not. <laughs> no, because it might never get news again. He's the, he's the chief in the knower now, isn't he? So, we're, uh, yeah, he knows who he is. <laughs> uh, but if I don't see how no one from QPR has found out about this, if this guy has, if you know what I mean, like because I think by Wednesday everyone was sort of hearing it from different places and stuff. So. Mm. I, I don't know how much it does. I don't know. I really, really don't know. And he said after the, after the game, I've not actually seen his interview, actually, but apparently he said uh, it's more like weeks rather than days. Yeah, I, I which is know. the whole of the season. I mean, the season is seven days longer, uh, unless yeah. you get in the playoffs, in which case it's... Yeah, he's out for the season unless we get in the playoffs, basically. Well, probably if... Only if we'll probably only see him again if we get to the playoff final, I'd have thought. That'd be brilliant though, wouldn't it? Coming on, playoff final, nil nil, yes. Billy Sharp, eighty ninth minute winner. In yeah. dream. But uh <laughs> talking of press conferences in the week, this is uh, Andy Giddings who was obviously there, reported. Uh no new significantly significant injury issues was what um Lies. was what Heckingbottom said. And, and he said uh, rolled up a back and he wasn't even on the bench. <laughs> No, is there a chance of being fit with that one? Oh, but, uh, okay, no, no new significant injury issues. Well, I got to tell you, Billy Sharp being injured for the rest of the season is a pretty significant injury issue. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. lied about a few things, hasn't he? In that sense, he said like he kept saying, "No, oh, maybe Bash will be back this week, or maybe he'll be back." And he and he, he did admit after that he would sort of play in games to you know keep the opposition. I don't know, maybe it does work. I just think that if I knew on Monday, I'm pretty sure that someone from QPR has found out, but. Yeah, more than likely. Um, <clears throat> so it doesn't sound like a super serious injury, at least. Um, I'm not totally clear on if it happened during training. Is that has that been confirmed anywhere? Just cause... I think you said yeah during training, a calf injury. Um, okay. I hope it is because I'm nicking your thunder here. To be fair, but if it's that sprint that he did against Cardiff, that would just be like, oh no, you idiot. <laughs> So let's come back to that. He comes, he comes off the bench against Cardiff, which is obviously great to see. You know, back in the team, uh, has has a pretty, you know, good, decent little cameo. Gets gets a standing ovation when he chases down a, a loose pass from Osborne. Great bit of play, you know, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was on my feet applauding that. You know, wins yeah. a wins a throwing from a lost cause from it, but at the same time, I couldn't help but feeling after the game, I was like. Why did we use Sharp in this game? He came on at... We were winning 1-0 when he came on. Cardiff had had a bit of a flurry in the first half. You know, Wes had made... Well, we... Was it this game? We played like idiots yeah, for like 10 minutes. Yeah, we started terribly in this kept game. kicking it straight to them again like yeah, we did against yeah, uh, yeah. Reading or someone else. Yeah, very sure. similar to Reading start. Yeah. Um, but, they, you know, they, they their threat had completely evaporated by this point. I don't understand why Sharp came on. I think it was just to get minutes. I imagine the, th- the thinking was, Maybe. let's give him 20 minutes here. We might be able to start him for 60 minutes against QPR. I, I imagine that's what they were thinking. Maybe. And I'm, but I don't know, you know if it's the same injury or different. I don't, I don't know. I really, really don't know. It's a huge blow. There's no getting away from it. We were all yeah. really depressed when it was sort of leaked and it became, as the week went on, it became more obvious that it was true. You're like, oh, what are we going to do here? Um, and like I said, it's not necessarily the the fact that we're playing in, in jail up front because I, I, that's fine. I think it's a really good striker at this level it's just that we've got no backup at all now other than you know i thought it all did all right when it came on but it's it's a lot to ask in there it is a lot to ask uh and he is someone else i wanted to mention actually so just quickly while we're on him i suppose uh i, I continue to be pretty impressed with him as like a limit mm-hmm. you know very limited cameos 
uh, he looks like he has the the physique and awareness as well. Very, he looks a far sort of more developed player than Jebison at the moment. I don't know if that's you know we were saying the same about Jebison last season. So I'm not mm. I'm not saying he's going to be a better player or anything. I see a lot of people saying stuff like. Get him on a new country. He's fantastic. This is Sula's like, hang on, chill out a bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, again, as another person like Njai, I can't ask any more of mm. given what role he's been asked to play. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, limited minutes. He's done everything I could have asked for him. Uh, you know, he had a uh, pretty deep, pretty decent effort. I thought on in this game against QPR, like just sort of uh, yeah. turned it over the bar. Wasn't a, an easy chance by yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. And yeah, got himself involved, which was good to see. Um, yeah, but losing Sharp is massive. We've said for months, like if you take Sharp and Gibbs White out, yeah, we're, we're really going to struggle. And we have really struggled without Sharp, yeah. which is why it was awesome to see us score three times in a half uh, yeah. last night. And maybe we can, you know, carry that forward into the next game and maybe three games after that as well. Um, there was better news with Sharp that came before this, which was that we have finally extended his contract for another year. Yeah. Uh, I presume you were as happy about that as I was. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious, I think. Obviously, it got leaked about five months ago, so it felt like. And, uh, um Yeah, and obviously signed. I mean, it's... It, 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 I don't know. It's a massive testament to him that everyone was so happy mm. because I think he came, he's coming into his final year, obviously. I think if you'd have asked the majority of fans, will Billy Sharp be uh, the season after, at the beginning of the season, he was, what, fifth-choice striker? Probably to start the season off. I think it was like yeah. Moose, Burke, but Burnie did fall in front of him. Maybe even Brewster. I don't know. But yeah. um, to say he's going to get a new contract and not only going to get a new contract, he's going to be the, the main man up front. He's going to be our base, yeah. our only striker. Massive testament to him, and it's also a bit of a, um, a bit bit damning towards you know the players who came in to replace him who haven't. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, from a sentimental point of view, like I just. I don't want him to play football anywhere else. Like I want him to retire as a, she- a Sheffield United player. You know, like even if he barely played this season, I would still want him to get another year. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. he wants to keep playing, let's keep paying him. Like you know, this is the one point I'll deviate away from wanting like my club to be run sort of uh, yeah, yeah, pragmatically, yeah. if you like. But I think it's massive for us. I think you saw yeah. when he came on against Cardiff, the crowd and everything. I mean, the crowd were awful against Cardiff. We really, well, I say we're awful. We just really, I think a lot of people were nervous and stuff. We were really, really quiet. And then Shark come on, and Sander Berger said it's like there's an extra ten thousand people in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, I thought we were okay against Cardiff. I thought we were better against Bristol City. We were oh. certainly better against Cardiff than we've been uh, in quite a few games recently. I thought. Yeah. And then yeah, last night we just completely turned it on in the second half. Thought Norwood was incredible last night. Like just one of the match for me, Norwood. Yeah, he was great. I thought Berger. Uh, the last two games has been. Mm much more involved and yeah. just like just he looks like what we wanted what it kind of hoped he would be i suppose yeah. um which could be massive going into the uh you know the final few games as well um yeah i'm, I'm not sure if there's anyone else need to mention from... i thought Fleck were all right i think Fleck mm. is definitely sort of he's made that position his own above i know we were on scored but i think Fleck's come back in i mean everyone i forget as well that well, it weren't that long ago. He had his whatever happened to him on the pitch, Collapse, so he's come back yeah. and playing really well. I thought Egan was good last night as well, to be fair. Egan? Yeah, other than his finishing. <laughs> Winning a header is good. Like, it's just, can you control it a bit more? Yeah. I guess, <laughs> basically. He's brilliant at winning headers. Just getting him anywhere near where he wants him to go is a problem. <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, I'm delighted with Sharp's new contract um, and then gutted to hear that he's going to be out for yeah the the running, essentially. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going to have to go strikerless, basically, aren't we? Because it doesn't look like we're going to be starting Asula or Jebison anytime soon. Jebison's not even been on the bench for the last wow. three games now, I don't think. We've got one um, game to get in the playoffs and then anything happens. Hmm. I think we're going to really play KG in the playoffs if we get there. I imagine us against, if it's us against Huddersfield, they're probably one of the most boring games of football anyone's ever seen, <laughs> to be honest. And I think it'll be... We'll, we'll play on the break, I would have thought, but they play on the break as well, so I don't know how yeah. it's going to how it's gonna turn out, but... Well, as you uh, as you said to me uh, separately, we have to go full full Atletico Madrid, don't we? And uh, yes. I think I think we should be christened Atletico Meadowhead if we manage. Atletico to pull that off. Meadowhead. I said Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
become Atletico Madrid. <laughs> just completely ruin every game and get a goal. <laughs> I love I love Atletico Madrid. I can't I lie. Love Simeone. Did, did not think I'd say that in 1998. Sorry, say that again. Paul Heckenbottom studied them. Do you know when you have to, on your uh, coaching courses, mm. I listened to one of the Not Top 20 uh, podcasts before I joined United, and um, you, on the uh, coaching course, you have to pick two sides to study. As, you know, to get your certificate or whatever it is. And um, he picked Atletico Madrid and Borussia Dortmund based on the fact that he said he will, he will never be managing a team like Man U and he's probably always going to be the underdog. So he thought, mm-hmm. pick two teams who have done. So he knows what he's doing. If he wants Atletico Madrid, it. Nice, yeah. Imagine if he just picked, like, I don't know, <laughs> Bristol Rovers in 2017 or something like that. Yeah. Just say, I really want to study this team that finished 16th in League One because yeah. they did something <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what else did I say? Oh, yeah, uh, just on Cardiff, uh, she talk about our, our social uh, engagement before the yeah, game. Yeah, I really met enjoyed up it. With, yeah. Met with Dead Bart and Hal. Yeah, so many, probably uh, a good Nick, uh, COVID-related injury, so we couldn't meet as well for see him next time as well. But, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, last, time we met, last time you met Hal, we won 6-2. Won and then 6-2. this one of us, we won 1-0, so... You know, unfortunately, yeah. Al's not going to fall because he's a part-timer, as everybody knows. But... <laughs> oh, why is he not going? No, because it's, it's like a three-and-a-half-hour drive for him, he said. Yeah, and not, I'm sure he, right, he, he put out a tweet earlier. that maybe I may have changed his mind since I spoke. Maybe he was just doing it for the doing it for the likes. It was a, ah, a, a joke account. about how he's going to have to leave <laughs> really early. Um, Let us know, Al. the final one. game of the season. What are you doing, man? How can it's you not be there? Game, man. We need you there. It is a big game. Um, yeah, I've not seen... Uh, <coughs> Excuse me, I've not seen Dead Bart since Spurs away, I think. Wow, um, the glory years. <laughs> yeah, 20, Jesus, 2019, flipping. Heck. Yeah, fair bit's happened on and off the pitch uh, since then. So, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was great to catch up with those guys um, before the game. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think my dad enjoyed being being a part of it as well. Yeah. Um, what was it? Pod, uh, pod dad. Uh, pod dad, yeah. Yeah, pod dad, tough to Chris and your dad. Podfather is sitting right there. Oh, no. What are they doing? The Podfather. That's it. They have, they've let us all down there. They have let themselves down, unfortunately. <laughs> but thanks for I got my Tufty Club badge and my membership card right here on my desk next to me. So yep. thanks very much. Although I will say, <laughs> they said that they couldn't find a picture of my face to put on the badge, which is it's kind of astonishing because I, I have my own website, which is literally my name and has a giant photo of my face on it from uh, from my work commitment. Yeah. So they obviously weren't Googling particularly hard to find a picture the of me. But... that those guys go into, don't you knock them. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a badge with Nigel Atkins' face on it instead. So I, yes. I really, uh, I cannot and am not complaining. Um, final thing, I think, mate, uh, just to, to wrap up. Um the takeover escalated and then de-escalated quite mm. rapidly from when we last spoke, which we basically uh, took the mickey out of Alan Biggs for suggesting that um, uh, Mike Ashley was going to buy Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, but it appears the rumours were true that an American party was interested. Um, what's, the, what's the latest with this, mate? I've been I've been struggling this week. I've, I've, only, read looked, the... I've only looked nothing, basically. I've only looked okay. on S2, to be honest, and you know, no, no one knows anything. Well, I don't know. I think... I think he's a con man. No, I, don't. <laughs> I think uh, I think I, I don't know. The, I'm I'm not I'm not as excited as certain other people. I saw the uh, the girls in the railway pub being interviewed on Loch Ness saying we're going to be the next Man City. It's like oh god, <laughs> really cringe. Uh, but I, I don't think that um, I don't know. I mean, just going on what the Newcastle fans said about him. He's basically the same scenario. He apparently put this bid in, and then no one heard from him, and then it just fell through. Mm. So, but I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't think anybody does. I think, you know, I, I think it's good. I think the prince probably does need to sell because I think he doesn't have enough money. I looked at the owners' rich list, uh, and he's third bottom, and he's managing one of the biggest clubs, or the biggest attendance club in the entire league. We, we probably do need someone else, but whether it's this guy, I'm not sure. Henry Morris, I think it is, or Maurice. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to plug the pinch here, mate, because they. Yeah, brilliant. David Taylor, this is an awesome piece of, um, well, journalism, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So if you didn't hear me mention the pinch uh, a couple of episodes ago, it is a uh, Blades newsletter. It's a subscription model. You, you sign up to it uh, and you get Blades content directly to your inbox. I think it's one free article a week and then there's one 
uh, behind a paywall as well, which is a very a very small paywall, I should say. It's like a yeah, cup, yeah, yeah. cup of coffee a month, so definitely yeah. worth it. And the money goes to the people who write for it as well. Anyway, one of their free articles, this is at thepinch.substack.com, uh, or, yeah, just look at my Twitter, basically, and you'll find it on there. Um, Blades take over what we know, and, yeah, David Taylor has just done a magnificent job of breaking down everything that's in the public domain around yeah. uh, this prospective buyer of the club, the value of the club, uh, what happens next in terms of, like, EFL um, ratification and, you know, what it means for um, uh, it, what what buying United would mean in terms of, like, United World and all that sort of affiliate clubs and stuff. And, yeah, I thought it was great, mate. I've got to say, like... It's you know, we, I mean, we, I, when that whole thing came out, I tried to get as much research uh, as I could. In fact, he, he messaged me uh, asking, like, what do I know? Like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'm just looking at what Newcastle fans were saying and stuff like that. But they found stuff out that I didn't know, like, about his business partner, I think it is, who went to Sheffield Hallam University. Mr. Blood. Like yeah, Mr. Blood. I, I, I told this to my dad because you will never guess what his partner's called. Well, Mr. Blood. Oh, God. Mike Blood. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike Blood. Yeah, um, and I didn't know that. You know, and I'd done like a bit of research myself. So, absolutely fantastic piece and yeah, well worth the read of anyone's time. I don't want to pile on our local media, but uh, this is <laughs> this is vastly superior to any piece of reporting from actual like people who are paid to be journalists for the local media. So it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a feather in the cap for the pinch. I think that um, they got that article out there, but yeah, that, that's free to read. You can just go and go and check it out. Now, if you've not, it's the pinch.substack.com. And yeah, that has, I guess there's not really been too much uh, that's happened since then. There was a, a Saudi Arabian interview with the Prince, like in a Saudi yeah. Arabian outlet that said there's a less than 50% chance of it happening. I think that was the last piece of news. Yeah. That was like Friday before the Cardiff game, wasn't it? But yeah, um, yeah, it's it kind of uh, I can't remember where I saw this reported, but maybe it was in that interview actually that it's been like ongoing for a little while, but um, yeah, isn't isn't. Close yeah, to I mean these things they, they either seem to take like two days and you've been bought out without anyone knowing it, or they take <laughs> months and months and months and months and. I know there's a lot of Prince haters out there, and I, and, I, and I get the concern, certainly concerns about the lack of money he's got, because I think next season's going to be really difficult, presuming we don't go up, um, and the wage bill and everything like that, and the, the lack of you know the second year parachute payments won't be as much. And I get it, and I think he probably does need to sell just purely because I don't know if he's got enough money to sustain a a good championship team. Um, but at the same time, I don't. I saw Johnny Ashore review saying like it. You don't believe that it's the better the devil, you know. He'd rather take a risk. I don't know. I think it's really. I've seen some bad, bad. People think the prince is bad. We're talking, you know. There's people out there. You know, the guy who did Borough, uh, Stephen Dale and Vincent Tan. I know he's sort of turned it around a little bit. The guys who owned Hull City. You Reading, know, we're not at Birmingham. Reading, I'm just yeah. looking at the championship right now. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think we're at that. St- we maybe we might get to that stage with the prince eventually. I don't know, but we're not. I don't think he's done anything. I can understand people's reservations about him maybe even the money he's put in or money hasn't gotten stuff but mm. there's a lot worse owners for me out there and that's the I worry think even Forrest right Forrest had just looked into Cooper oh has yeah um, he's yeah he got he was getting hammered from, from the Forrest fans before uh, they became the greatest team in Europe <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's loads I mean you know every 99% of clubs don't like their owner just judging mm. by when I go around to other forums the QPR fans I mean Fernandez obviously billionaire but they don't like him because oh, he's not putting enough money in. And everyone thinks that about their owner. I think there's a difference. I think you can criticise a lot of what the Prince has done, but I think there's a level down from him. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess it's the... I mean, we can talk about this more if it actually does go through. But I, for me, it's sort of like... I'm kind of happy with the with the 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 high floor, low ceiling of, um, of the Prince, if you like, where... Mm. The evidence is it's not going to be a total disaster with him here, but no. also that we're not going to bankroll like what Bournemouth have done this season, for example. And it could go wrong season. very quickly, and we could, yeah. you know, the fact that it's lack of money or investment or bad ideas or whatever it is, and you might, yeah, I might be the first with my shoes off, saying, you know, get him out, <laughs> what's he doing? But right now, I can only see, as, as I say, it, people know more than me, people know more than you, what's going on behind the scenes or whatever. How do you? I, I, I've not seen anything in the Prince's actions to suggest that, you know, 
we are desperately needing to get rid of him right now. At the same time, I do think he should probably sell because I don't think he's got enough money to keep his competitive at this level. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the long and short of it. And uh, maybe we'll be taking a chance uh, on a, a fairly unknown, to be honest, unknown figure. Um, well, someone who doesn't exist in this case. <laughs> potentially doesn't exist. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a story for sure. But uh, that's that seems to be one for um, probably for the summer, I imagine, when when we have a clearer picture of what division we're going to be in. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's, that is still up in the air because we've uh, we've handled ourselves very nicely in the last two games. Six points out of six to go with that draw at Bristol City. It all comes down to that Fulham game. It will probably be a fairly nervy occasion, I imagine. I, but... feel quite, I'm, I go from feeling nervous to thinking, sort of, we've done really well to get here and I'm happy that we're, I'm happy we've got a massive game at the end of the season. I'd like to yeah. have been in it. I'd like it to have been a dead rubber. And I'd like to have just been, oh, we were going to play fifth or, you know, we're going to finish fifth or we're going to finish sixth. I'm not going to lie and say that I'm happy it's gone down to the final game. But it's the final home game of the season. When I bought my season ticket, he said the final home game is going to be fighting for something, you know, a place in the playoffs or a promotion or whatever. And I snap your hand off for it. Yeah, let's go. And on the subject of season tickets, very pleased to see them uh, freeze the prices season to season. Yeah. Yes, And that's yes, what I think with, with the Prince. A lot of people were predicting that they were going to put season tickets up. And they haven't. They've stayed the same. And again, I, I've seen nothing to suggest that that were ever going to happen. But, you know, fantastic news. And I think it works out £14 a game, I think, on the cop, something like that. It's decent money, I think. Decent Unless money. we get promoted, mate, and then it's eight games oh, less. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Imagine the- he capped at £30 a game in it, Premier League. Uh, away games are. Is that just away um, games? I think it must I never be away get, tickets. I never get enough water oh, points to get to anyway, games <laughs> in the Premier League. So. Yeah. But that was, uh, that was a pleasant surprise. I was expecting them to yeah. go up just because, you know, <laughs> inflation and things tend generally go up when there is a high demand for them. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pleasing and, uh, yeah, insta-renew, basically. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's it, mate. Any uh, any other final thoughts or any, any other players in particular that we've somehow not mentioned that you wanted to or any any moments that we've not mentioned? I don't think so. There's been that much gone off, obviously, in the space of two weeks. I suppose the next two weeks are going to be even more mad, so <laughs> hopefully, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think there is anything. I um, I apologise if there's something obvious that uh, I've completely forgotten, but I, I made some quick notes before we started, and mm. I think we have hit them all. So we'll wrap up there. The next game is Saturday. What is it, 12.30 kickoff? I think? Yeah, 12.30 uh, kickoff. yeah. Yeah, it's a big one, and I, I like I like what you said about um, you know you'd rather it was against a good team in a way, like just for the sort of attitude of the crowd. I, I, guess. I think and if we, I'd have been, I'd have been so much more nervous now if we were playing Reading or Hull at home, and that mm. might sound ridiculous to people, but it's the, the crowd and everyone. I think we're going to go into this thinking we're going to have to be good to beat this team. We are mm. going to be good. I don't think people are going to be... When we're like, if it's 0-0 after 15 minutes, people aren't going, come on, get it! You know what I mean? But <laughs> everyone's aware how good Fulham are. Yeah. And I sort of hope that they absolutely hammer loot and, and get it out of the way. <laughs> get it out of the system, if you know what I mean. Because... <laughs> um, and obviously it works for us as well if they get if, if they get a big score against them. But I imagine, I think there will be Luton on Monday. So I think mm. we'll have nothing to play for. But it's the we'll final day. Fifth. Yeah, we're going to the we'll final. Fifth, yeah, fifth. yeah, I'll be rooting for him definitely um, on Monday, and then hoping that maybe a couple of injuries at the end. Luke, but the best case scenario: Luke and lose. Uh, yeah, Luke and lose the rag. Get five players sent off for like awful injuries that they've like committed, <laughs> and then they've got five players out for the next game. So <laughs> that's the dream. You just want the battle of uh, whatever their grounds called. Oh, I can't remember. We, we get a, a mad ref who just sends everyone off <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> Help me out. Well, I can't remember the name of Luton Stadium. Uh, Kenilworth so, Road. Kenilworth Road. Thank you. Sorry, I was going to say Lansdowne Road and stop myself. So I, I got the road part right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> anyway, there we go. Uh, I saw a new a new Maidley episode drop the other day. Do you want to plug that and, uh, and views from before we finish? Yeah, view from QPR. Very fair, to be fair. To mm. be fair. The QPR... <laughs> um, sort of just said we were rubbish you could have been more and you know all this sort of stuff so fair play to them uh, in the mainly episode one day in 1993 we go back to Liam's birthday uh, and we go for the television schedule for that day and I'm not going to lie it's a pretty rubbish day of TV but <laughs> there are some some favourites in there uh, that we cast our eye on and uh, yeah so enjoy doing it excellent yeah I've, I've got that queued up to listen to um yeah, the view from is at roysviewfrom.com, obviously. Follow uh, yourself at Panchera, me at Bladespod. 
I'm, I'm just sort of closing a few of my browser tabs here. And I just want to mention before I do, we took 20 shots in the second half last night. We can talk about this afterwards. Yeah. It's like one every 140 seconds, basically. It's absolute. I mean, this is what what really was so bizarre is that not we did. Yeah, as you said, if I looked at the result and it said three one, and I thought oh, that's really good. The fact that we absolutely hammered them was like just came out of nowhere, basically. We were just having a chance, like almost literally every attack, weren't we? And yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was awesome to see. I, like I said, just a, I guess we're circling back a little bit here, but yeah, just a phenomenal like just suddenly turning it on at the most the time when we most needed it. We're in full do. I mean, imagine if we'd lost tonight last night, we'd now be we'd be be behind Middlesbrough and we'd be and going into the last game of the season needing to beat Fulham. I've seen a lot of doom and gloom today. Or Middlesbrough, you know, they'll, they'll beat Preston. There's no doubt about that. I wouldn't swap that at all. If, if you no. told me, what would you rather have? Beat Fulham at home, all right, they're the best team in the league. Or I mean, even get a draw against them. Or I have to go to Preston and probably win 2-0. Mm. I'd much... I mean, I, I think it today, from a Middlesbrough point of view, it must be really strange going into that game. Now, I imagine from a middle, They'll have to take it as if they've got to score t- two goals or three goals. Yeah. I imagine that's the way they're going to have to play it. And that's going to be really interesting to watch. Like They, they might get an early goal and it settles them and they go for it. Or they could, we saw against Bristol. Well, I think we went for it against Bristol City in the second half. We pushed far too forward and we got caught out many a times with the yeah. ball over the top. So it's going to be interesting. I'd much rather be in our position, especially being at home. Yeah. Word of the week is going to be permutations, I think, mate. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's probably a good thing this kicks off at twelve thirty and not three o'clock, so there's less like pub time before the game and we oh, have absolutely no idea of I don't want to remember calculate. it. I mean yeah, I want to oh, take a bottle of vodka in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean in terms of like trying to we'll have clear minds to calculate the permutations in I don't uh, want to clear minds. I just want to I, oh god, it's gonna be I'm not nervous now, <laughs> but I know for a fact as it's getting closer and closer and closer, I'm going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. As you say, this is what we, we wanted to be involved in a big game this season. And, uh, yeah, let's hope, let's hope we get put the result we need in this one and then we'll have two more big games and maybe one more after that as well. But we will see. That is uh, that is for another week. Well done, Blaze. You've, you've sustained the season with uh, two very nice results indeed and a phenomenal second-half performance last night. So thank you, mate, for your time. Appreciate you doing this in the evening and uh, very much enjoyed uh, watching the game with you last night with uh, yourself and Eggy. Good good scenes in the booze. I think I jumped when... onto the TV at one point. Like, I was just sort of that closing. It's like brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Let's hope for more hashtag limbs. Uh, <laughs> next next Saturday. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. I will catch up with you very soon. Yeah, see you later, mate. Cheers.